What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of 20-something with Aiden Steinbach. Today, we have Kobe Williams uh, joining us for this podcast. He went with me to Elon, grew up in the same town as I did, uh, currently works uh, as a software engineer. Um, we're going to kind of go down a list of questions we have, uh, but I guess kind of to start it off, you know, Kobe and I are both really driven individuals. That's something that we've connected on a lot about kind of our goals and our passions. And, you know, I'd love to know, do you think some people are born more driven than others? Or do you think that that's something that's mm. created through life experience? Mm. Mm. I got you. It's just as a first, let's say thank you for having me on the pod. You know what I'm saying? We, we always here to have a good time, right? Um, but in terms of your question... I think it's it's a little bit of the nature and the nurture, you know what I'm saying? Like some people just come out the womb, like just got to go get it. And a lot of people, you know, some people will, will when they're young, they'll have the, have the drive, have the passion to do whatever they want to uh, set their mind to. But then some people later on in life, let's say they want to lose weight and become their best self, they'll, they'll get to that. And, and at 40, 50 years old, they'll change their life to turn it all the way around. So I think it's a little bit of both nature and nurture. I think it's definitely both. I mean, one of... There's a couple stories I really like. The first is, and I forget his name, but it's the Asian actor from The Hangover. Do you know he's actually a doctor? Like, like he has a, For real? He's a yeah. He, so he's he's an actual doctor because um, his parents wanted him to be one. Realized he hated it and became a comedian. So I think you you like hit the nail on the head of you can be 40, 50 years old and decide to you know completely change your life trajectory. Um, but I, I also think of, you know, we both went to Elon, right? So I, I think, you know, exactly what I'm about to say, there are plenty of really, really rich people that never really like wanted for anything. And because oh, of that, yeah. like they were just so much less driven. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that, for sure. Yeah. Um, and the, I think the guy I went to Duke, you're talking about the, the actor, Ken, his name was like Ken Jong or something like that. Yes. But, um, yeah. but yeah, he's hard, but, um, yeah, like a lot of people, they just don't have that like innate drive. Like, and I think some of that can come like circumstantial. Like, if you got everything you want in life, and the world is all good for you, and you don't have anything to like look forward to, I definitely understand how it could be. I don't have to improve upon anything, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, I think, yeah. I think about like one of one of my closest friends. Um, let's call him G. He he grew up in Durham as well, actually, and he he grew up in a, a you know less than well off family. And he's probably the hardest working guy I know. Like that's, I I can probably like safely say he's the hardest working guy I know. And that is, you know, very like, I I, I like to think it's circumstantial. Like I I grew up in like a good family and everything, but I had bad things happen to me. Mm. And so because of that, like, I think that that's where my drive comes from. I really don't believe that anyone is born a fighter. Like maybe, Maybe like you, you do have some more predisposition, like maybe you're just a more aggressive person. Like I, I think there are studies that talk about like some people are born like more aggressive. Oh, yeah. For and sure. Maybe that's like the, the driven part that you're you're more aggressive and assertive, maybe less anxious. Yeah. But I think I think in terms of like career, like mindset, um, like wanting to own your own business, wanting to succeed work wise, like that's you got to want it. <laughs> you you know? really, yeah, you do. Cause it, it's a lot of shit. Like it's a lot of like, man. Um, some of these high or honestly, any job is shit these days. But um, like you got shit to deal with. But yeah, if you're trying to start your own business, start your own business is one of the hardest things to do in this world. I'll tell you that it ain't easy. So to be able to like have the, let's say the cojones to go and do that, like you gotta you gotta be different. 
I, I think I think you're totally right. You know, I want to like briefly kind of segue. So I'm a part of, you know, this uh, this group that's they're all centered around entrepreneurs. And I actually have like a, a decent amount of frustrations with this group because it's a bunch of people that want to be entrepreneurs. And I, I think that that's like a very noble desire. Right. But it's also a very common desire. Like name one person who doesn't want to be their own boss, own their own business. You know, like that's not that that desire doesn't make you special. It's what are you going to do with that desire? Like yeah. how how hard are you willing to work? What risks are you willing to take? And, yeah. you know, Kobe and I, I, I guess for reference, everyone, we, we both worked for Elon Center for Entrepreneurship. Um, that's, you know, kind of how we connected at first. Um, I, I don't know if, if that was. Was that I, how we met? I think I think maybe because I, I I was thinking so I was down in Charlotte for New Year's and I saw you right, um, mm-hmm. and somebody was asking us how we met and I thought like I, I was like man I don't remember that might be I, it I, through the Doherty Center but yeah I don't remember if it was my ex or <laughs> if it was no nah, I don't even like like yeah no I don't even like know her like that I knew some of her I knew some of the people you were friends with yeah. Um, they might yeah. I don't know so I might have been invited to like one of your parties or something. I don't know it might have been some wild shit I don't I don't remember I'll never forget um it was the ex before that cuz you you had come to a couple parties when I was dating remember the musical theater girl I was dating Yeah 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 when I was dating We her, don't need to say names yeah yeah <laughs> No names no, no names, names. No face, and, no face. and I was saying something and she she said something to me about you and like I was like, he's from Durham. Like I'm like I I know him. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like yeah. it's not just some random man I invited. Over. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. Like I guess kind of on the topic of exes, you know, when it comes to dating, what's uh, what's the difference in your search now versus in college? And do you think kind of the path you took to where you get got now, where you are now? Is that a normal path for people? Do you think like there's something different about yours? Like, kind of tell me about that. Um, I don't. So I'll start with like the fact is, is that like in college, like the first couple of years, uh, you just trying to have fun, some. Right? You you're just trying to have some fun, trying to <laughs> trying to have some fun. motion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just trying to have a little bit of motion. But um, so that was that. But later on in life, when when stuff gets real, you start to realize like a lot of people are headaches. A lot of yeah. people have a lot of problems. I think anybody has and, problems, and but the people make them your problems. Exactly. And That's what I was about to get to. Your yeah. problems if you let them. Exactly. So don't let people put their problems onto you. So basically simplifying your life as much as possible is probably the biggest thing for me, especially with uh starting businesses as well as doing the job that I do. Um there can be a lot of stress. So you gotta make it easy on yourself. I think I think you raise a really good point. The one of the the saying that I've been, you know, I've been, I've talked to a couple of friends about this now. And one of the things I said is, you know, when you're in college, you're really looking up like, who's, who's hot and funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Who's, yeah. who's hot and funny. And now it's kind of like, who has a similar value set? Like who, when I like am overwhelmed and stressed, like is the person I want to be with or when I am overwhelmed and stressed and I need alone time is going to respect that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm in the, I'm in a relationship now for the first time, I think in like one and a half years, almost two years, I guess. And I'm, I'm very, very happy. And a huge part of that is because for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm dating someone who is like mature 
and compassion love it's like it feels you know like every person you've like ever like loved did you feel like you've loved multiple people um i don't know like it's like at the time it was but like my definition is yeah but love you know? has changed yeah no that's yeah. Exactly what i'm saying like there are so many times i thought i was in love and now i'm in this love and i'm like oh this this is way better yeah 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 um yeah, I just, I think it comes down to there's so many more stressors as an adult. There's so, so many more yep. factors going on in life, right? There's yep. much more of a money thing, much, I, I think time is probably the biggest thing. Oh, I was, through time. Dude. I was talking with uh, one of our mutual friends, actually, and, I, you know, I, I had texted him and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really bad about kind of keeping up with you. I'd love to grab lunch one of these days. And he, he like really, it made me feel a lot better because he's like, dude, I totally understand. Like, I feel like I'm trying to date. I feel like I'm trying to live my own life. Then I have to keep up with, you know, 20 friends. And I just, I feel like it's impossible. Yeah. And it, it's, it's difficult. Like, yeah. I, I get up early. I go to bed, like, relatively early. And, and I'll be honest with you. You know, it's actually a complaint one of my roommates has is I'm very like big on my solitude during the week. Like I like to be head down focused during my week. Uh-huh. Do you, do you feel the same way? Like how how do you feel your social battery or social preferences have changed as you kind of graduated college? Yeah. Um I don't know. Like <laughs> I just have a less capacity to drink. That's what I had. Uh <laughs> that <laughs> that's, is that's, that's that something is... like it hurts now, man. Like I'm <laughs> like <laughs> Like if I go crazy, like I can't go crazy during the week at all. Like yeah, it, I would oh, have a no, terrible next day. Yeah, and I gotta perform. So yeah, I could not do that. But um, like like all like on the occasion, like once every month, like I go to like a bar randomly during the day. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know I if think, I answered your question well. But go ahead. I think capacity for drink is for drinking is has definitely changed. I was joking. So you know we used to get those huge wine nights. We went to like. I think it was like a little under a thousand bottles of wine um, the last semester of college. We would like, you know, 20, 30 people over every Wednesday until like, you know, two in the morning. And I was like, we're going to we're going to keep this up in Charlotte. We're going to have these wine Wednesdays and like four Wednesdays. And I'm like, yeah, these are canceled. <laughs> these, are, these are done these are uh, done yeah it's, I, it's almost impossible yeah yeah well like because you know you you get you get back for a long day at work the last thing the absolute last thing you want to do is wake up the next day miserable yeah right? <laughs> yep, especially yep. wednesday that's the middle of your week right middle then, of the then, week. You're, then yeah. you're throwing away thursday because you can't you're not working well and then friday you're like okay i'm i'm, I'm ready to step out <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday probably used to be the day I drank the most. And now I, I drink like probably once a weekend on like yeah. Friday, Saturday. But I mean, a, a big takeaway I've had recently. is So when I moved to Charlotte, I was like huge on like, I want to make friends. I want to have a friend group. And so I would go out, you know, every, every Friday, Saturday, sometimes Thursdays, just to make friends. And now that I feel like I have those friends, you will not catch me. <laughs> you will not catch me out like that anymore. I just don't have it in me. Yeah, yeah. It it just changes so much, man. Um, yeah, it, it, like, yeah. I feel like it's impossible to explain that to a college student either. Like, I think back to a friend of mine who graduated from Elon would always come up and visit me, and he would say, 
dude, like life changes so much when you graduate. And I, I still distinctly remember, I was like, yeah, maybe for you, <laughs> but I'm better than you, right? Like I'm different. Like, I, I think that like, I thought that all college, I'd be like, yeah, but I have all this energy and all this yada, yada, yada. And then you actually are in there and you're like, holy yeah. shit, totally right. Yeah. You got all that energy because you ain't working eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Okay, let's, let's talk about work for a second. So, you know, one of the biggest drivers for me my whole life has been anger, right? I was angry. I was short. I was angry. My mom was <laughs> angry. Like, I didn't. I didn't have something that someone else had. Like I was angry and that pushed me to work my ass off. It pushed me yeah. to work really hard. Yeah. A lot of people like view anger in this negative connotation. Like it's, it's bad. And I've, I've never seen it that way. I've always seen anger as, as a force that can be utilized. It can be yeah. um, almost like channeled. Like I, I yeah. think like, lightning, lightning and avatar, you know, all you got to do is channel it and you can, yeah. you can use it. How do you feel about it? I think it's a good jump start. So I, I think it's a good jump start for motivational purposes um, to, to get something done. But maybe it is possible for someone to sustainably achieve something significant with anger. Um, but for my own life, I think it's just best that, like, you know, I just have the own internal mo- motivation to, um, to, to accomplish something that I want to see accomplished so I can do it for a long time and still feel good about myself rather than always feeling angry at somebody. But definitely for sure. Um, well, th- so it can be a useful motivator. Go ahead. You said something, you said angry at somebody. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it necessarily has. I, I think you're right. that mm. anger is very hard to sustain. Like it's a great jump start. It's probably one of the most common things used to jumpstart, but it is really difficult to sustain. But I was more talking about, like, you ever just been angry about the situation you're in? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here. And I, I'll never yeah. forget a conversation with my dad one time. Because I asked him, I was like, how did you do it? Right? Yeah. You, you had a, you, the love of your life died. And you're raising two kids on your own while working, you know, 12 hours a day. Like, h- how, how did you accomplish that? Yeah. And he told me, do you know how fucking angry I was, like, at the situation? <laughs> like, do you know how angry i was to raise two kids on my own to lose the woman i loved a lot of people don't realize that love and anger can happen like simultaneously like everything i did for your mom it was of course because i loved her but it was also because i was so angry about the situation and I, i think that the only way that you sustain your anger is if it's tied in to something more internal like you're saying like i i'll never forget i think it was like sophomore end of sophomore year maybe maybe beginning of junior year i was finally like kind of like coming to peace with like a, a lot of things that happened to me and so i i had less anger in me and i, I remember talking with my therapist at the time and i was like what the fuck do i do now like i was like I, i've been angry my whole life i'm not angry anymore like there's nothing to drive me and he, he kind of like told me exactly what you're saying which is you got to find out like What's going to drive you internally? And for me now, like, I'd love to know, like, what's your internal driver now? For me now, it's kind of like, I I want to raise a family and I want that family to have, you know, whatever they want. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever they want. What what do you think is your most frequently occurring internal motivation? Um, man, that's a hell of a question right now. It's just finding, I mean, I already got peace. I already helped found found peace in my life a few years back 
but really finding like the the happiness in everything that I do, like every hour of the day, trying to make sure that every and, and happiness in terms of like I'm not always happy. Like there's sometimes where you're stressed, but even being happy about the stress, like are you doing something that you really enjoy? You know, like are, are you doing something that you can even enjoy when it's stressful? At the end of the day, you can reflect yeah. back on that. Um, so that's where sort of I'm at, like just trying to be be grateful about every every moment of the day, even if it is hard, slow, whatever. Yeah. I- I think gratitude is is probably one of the most important lessons in life. Like, Eve, Eve, I think exactly what you're saying is so true, and I'm I'm glad that you were able to find that piece, dude. I think, I, I mean, I look at adults. Like, do you, you ever think, like, as a kid, like every adult had their life together, and then you become an adult, and you're like, <laughs> none of, none of y'all have this. Shit. Yeah, most people don't have it together. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it comes down to gratitude. I was I was stressed about some stuff last week. And I'm, I'm staring at it right now. It's on my whiteboard. So what I do that helps me a lot is I write down the things that stress me out. And then I, and then across from that, I write down in a perfect world, like what's the solution. And then I figure out like, what can I do to get as close to that as possible? And for me, like I'm a very visual person. So kind of visualizing that really helps, but too many people, like e- even too many of my friends that I know, when something bad happens, they just shut down. They mm. just, they totally shut down. I don't know if you yeah. have, friends you know people like that yeah yeah i know honestly more people than not uh do that it's definitely more people than not like when something bad happens you shutting down doesn't like stop it from happening yeah it 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 usually actually gets worse yeah um what what what, do you have any pointers for that like i mean because you've been out of college for two years now right Uh, uh, like a year and a half almost two in june year and a half almost two so you you've bound to have faced kind of these problems. Yeah. What would you say kind of helps you, you know, um, get around or, or or like work with them? I guess. Yeah. Honestly, you just gotta say fuck it, lock in, man. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you curse on your podcast. My bad if you don't. Part of my French, but like, fuck it, lock it's all in. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like, just for example, it's like, um, I just. Or, or, or just there's just problems like there's one like I had scraped a car like on the side and I didn't hear about it. My mom was complaining to me. I was like, "Mom, you got to stop complaining to me. What that complaining is not gonna fix the car." So like, I, look, so, we got to do so, it. So funny. I had like the exact same situation. You're gonna laugh at me, right? Yeah. Uh, I backed into a pole. <laughs> I back. I backed into a pole. Uh, don't know how it happened. And, yeah. You know, rainy. I'm sure there's a number of. <laughs> going into this um but i backed into this poll and i was just like okay i gotta call the insurance company i gotta do all this right like i gotta handle it but there's nothing that's gonna change about me being mad about this or anything like that i remember like being frustrated because i was getting on a flight like two hours from then so it was like more shit i had to deal with prior to my flight like i remember being irritated about the situation but that's like that's what you got to do. You can be irritated about a situation, but you have to like confine that to the situation. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't let it take over your life. Yeah. You know? Okay. I got, this is a race question, man. This is, um, this is, this is like, you know, a little bit more intense. It's something I've been talking about with a couple of my friends. Um, did you ever read Percy Jackson as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was a, I was huge into Greek mythology. I had a, a little bit of tism as a child, for sure. Uh, <laughs> probably still have some of it. Um, but 
you know, one of the things I've noticed is in the new live action TV series on Disney Plus, uh, Annabeth, which yeah. is the lead female protagonist, is black. And I remember, like, in the books, they describe her as white. And I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I've talked to a couple different friends, of you know, a variety of different races to kind of, like, hear where they're at and kind of just have this discussion. You know, do you think that that is a step forward or do you think that, I mean, just like, I'm yeah. no prompt, kind of just talk about it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, they described her as the uh, white blonde hair. I forgot if she had blue or green eyes, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Or was it? Yeah, I think it was blonde. Yeah, but even in the in the movie, in the first movie, they gave Alexander Daddario with the bright blue eyes and the brown hair. But fans are tripping about that. But that's all another discussion. Um, <laughs> me personally, I don't give a shit. That that, <laughs> that doesn't make me money or whatever. Thinking about that stuff or like that doesn't yeah. like improve my life. Thinking about it. Um, but in terms of some people talk about children need, needing to see like people on screen or whatever. Um, like, I think that can be effective, but I just think you need to help people. I think there's way more predictors of economic excellence than children seeing somebody in a movie. Um, well, so but, the, you know, the point that was made to me and that I didn't think about, I was talking with a black woman about this and she said, but think about like, if you spend your whole life and you see white, white doctors, white business people, white, whatever, like imagine the difference of being black and seeing that. Like you don't see anyone that looks like you in those fields. So she was like, it is important to have, to have someone who looks like me in that space. Because if I was a kid, I would have resonated with that character more. And I totally agree with what you're saying. Like the way I see it, I'm like, this like is a fictional show. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and I think in the perspective we also come from right now is that we are coming after the fact of more black and colored characters on screen. That's so like true. we we're sort of beneficiaries and we might even be blind to the the effects and the positivity that we have reaped the benefits of. Yeah. It might it might just like it might be something that we can talk about now kind of, you know, as 20 something year olds, but like we're not understanding the same way like a kid would. Exactly. Yeah. Um okay, my next topic was kind of career trajectory. So Tell us a little bit about kind of what you do and where your head's at kind of like over the next five-year period. Yeah, so I'm a software engineer at Fidelity Investments right now, as well as I am found, I've created a company called Best Bots uh, Registered LLC. Um, and I also am working on another project called Time AI um, in terms of like artificial intelligence company, um, in terms of a... a doing stuff with time and making time more optimal, helping people live their best lives, that type of stuff. So um, just in terms of the economics of these things, uh, there is limited upside to being an employee unless you make it up really high and you get a good amount of stock compensation or you go and work at an early stage company that um, that you get a good stock equity in it and that company has to uh, uh it has to take off make a significant yeah, yeah it has to make a significant amount of money like it has to be like a i mean you can be like an early employee at airbnb and get rich um yeah but it doesn't have to be google you know but uh it has to be significant for sure it's gotta be like a white combinator yeah white combinator yeah. um and just the probabilities of that are like real slim because like a lot of startups go under 
Um, so like in terms of the economics, like obviously I want to grow my cash. You know, I've been doing real estate investing, private market investing, uh, stock market investing, um, all that, you know, trying to make something that honestly, my, the whole goal of my life is do stuff that I care about, do stuff that, uh, engages me. Um, so yeah. that's the whole goal. And so far that is corporations, private, uh, private enterprise right now, but who knows, maybe in five years, I want to go to some Island in the middle of nowhere and, <laughs> and shuck corn and shit. I don't know. You know, I, I always joke about that. Like, you know, five days out of the week, I want to, I want to live in a penthouse in a city, but the other two, I want to live on this <laughs> Montana ranch, middle, <laughs> middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, ride, yeah. riding horses and shit you know? <laughs> like, yeah yeah um okay so you know like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast kobe and i we both grew up in durham north carolina that's where i spent you know over a decade of my life and kobe recently i drove back there to spend christmas day with some family friends and i was driving by you know the new hope commons like the dicks and five and below yep. uh, best buy i was driving by yep. there and all i could think was like holy shit this is so small like, yeah. holy shit, Durham is so much smaller than I remember. And I remember I texted my girlfriend as I was driving. Well, allegedly, I was totally pulled over and <laughs> not texting and driving because she'll get mad at me and the, and the police will get mad at me. Um, and I was like, I just like, I don't I don't want to raise my kids in a, in a town like this, in a city like this. Like, I want them to grow up either in a city or outside of the city. How do you kind of feel about Durham? Do you think that it made you appreciate smaller towns, hate them? Like, what was your takeaway? Oh, man. It's, like, really, like, this is an interesting one because this is something I've been sort of, I don't want to, I don't know if I should use the word going through it right now, but I've been just thinking about, like, being in a bigger place. But in the place that you're at, for example, Durham, a smaller town, if you're at there your whole life, you really don't know about what it's like to live somewhere bigger. Um, so like, I didn't know what it was like to be somewhere bigger till I went there. So when I go to like a Charlotte or a New York city and I see all this, I'm like, sheesh. And like, like going to those cities when you're young, you don't really understand because you're still attached to your parents' hip, but going to those cities now you're seeing like the difference now, like Durham versus Charlotte or Durham versus Atlanta. It's it, or Durham it's versus way, Miami. I went to Miami this summer. Different. It's way different. Way, way different. different. Yeah. And and do you do you think that like now having gone to those places, you're like it's not enough. Like D Durham's not enough for me. Is that kind of what you're? I, I know you said you, you don't want to use going through it, but is that yeah. kind of what you're dealing with right now? Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like I've I've been thinking it's not enough for the, for the meantime. So uh, I'm looking into seeing well what what moves I'm gonna make sometime here soon. It's um it's difficult, yeah. right? Because I mean, like, yeah. a, a huge a huge thing that I think about. So I, I like Charlotte a lot, but I think I'm definitely, I don't know, it's definitely not my forever place. I, I can, I can yeah. tell you that right now. But like one of the big takeaways is kind of like, it's hard to be so aware of, of a lot of things. One of those things being price. Like I know that I can live in North Carolina cheaper than I can in New York. I know that I can live in North Carolina cheaper than I can in California. One of the kind of realizations I've come to recently is, yeah, but for my like, you know, 23, 24, 25th year, I think I'd be okay with living in a smaller apartment in a bigger city. Like I, I think, yeah. like I love where I live. Um, you came over like it's a 
real nice apartment, a lot of space. But like, I would be willing to live, you know, in Brooklyn, in San Diego, in LA. I don't know about LA. I had a homeless man swing on me in LA. I don't know about LA actually, but like, I'd be willing to live somewhere else for for the experience you know and and who knows maybe i get that experience and realize like that's the life i want i don't know yeah yeah Uh, so i guess so i I got one kind of overarching question to wrap oh let me let me let me finish that let me finish finish up on this one um but yeah like in terms of big cities there's also like a whole culture trade-off like in big cities Sometimes I just feel like people are always trying to rob me. Like not, not literally, <laughs> not, not a dude. Like I did, some dude was trying to sneak up on me in Charlotte. I'll tell you that. No um, shit. But 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 businesses trying to like sneak get charged here and there. Oh yeah. Um, not give you what you ask for. Um, you gotta check your bank statements all the time because see if they overcharge you or undercharge you. Like. It's just a whole bunch of sneaky shenanigans going on sometimes, man. Sneaky shenanigans. But, yes, yes. A bu- whole bunch of houdinery, foolery, tomfoolery. <laughs> houdinery. I, I, Malarkey. I think, I think you're right. I think you're definitely right. Um, it's way, way different in terms of the the price to live in a big city is so much more than money. It's yeah. it's so much more than money, but the money part still is complicated. Um, so. You know, I think we've touched on like a lot of cornerstones of life, right? We touched on career, we've touched on kind of like location, living, like our, our past. One of the biggest cornerstones for most people's lives is their relationship. And so one of the things I want to talk about today is, you know, what what are the traditional aspects of your relationship that you let me back up. So it, the question I'm, I'm really asking is like, how did you come to create your style of relationship? Do you think you inherited a lot of it from your parents? Uh, do you think it was influenced by the media, by your friends? Let's start there. Yeah. Um, definitely. Like I started getting harder into like, like before, like, like at the beginnings of college and like, and, and earlier than that, like, you know, when I was messing around. Those were just really just like, transactional trying to I'm, yeah. trying, I'm leaving here with something relationships yeah. you know what i'm saying or, or <laughs> but, i'm leaving um... something there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um now uh in well, these more I, meaningful well, relationships that you're in yeah, now in these more meaningful relationships and i've had a couple of phases of those because like i've been trying to create those for the last four or five years or three i lost the time man i'm getting old but three four years <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like gradually adjusting my, my, I wouldn't say standards, but my protocols. It's like, uh, um, I definitely like early on when I started being serious, I started realizing that like the time piece and, and the no stress was a big part, um, as well as not just sticking to what's being said on social media all the time and yeah. what's, what's popular, what's in vogue, um, what's your, like, example, like, attachment style stuff or whatever, like, just, just stuff like that, like, really trying to figure out what matters to me and what matters for the other person and and not being influenced by your single friends. And, <laughs> and Dude, I think, I think like, that's actually, I think that's actually huge. Like, that last yeah. piece, I think is, so, I mean, you, you know me, I had that whole TikTok era and then, like, I've always, I've always <laughs> been very outspoken with my thoughts on social media um kind of one of my takeaways from my relationship recently is like kind of keeping that shit quiet 
we're generic, right? <laughs> I'll be like yeah. with my girlfriend or something like that. Like not not in the sense that like I don't want people to know. Like yeah. I I think my girlfriend's beautiful and smart and fucking dope and better than everyone else, right? <laughs> but right. but that being said, it's my relationship, right? Yeah. And like no one no one really needs to know what's going on in my relationship but me. Yeah. Um yes. so I think like a big takeaway for me recently is a value of privacy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of keeping keeping my relationship to myself. And and honestly, just on that, man, for me, everybody got something to say. Really. Like er, yeah. like Everyone everybody got something to say. Despite Hell not yeah. being despite, despite you A not being in a relationship, period, and exactly. B not being in my relationship. Exactly. Like you have feedback for me. And exactly. I, I think it's like it's a balance, right? Because you want to hear what your friends have to say. Like sometimes your friends see things that you don't see. And I think it's, you know, important to listen to them. But it's important to do it like, I don't know, like the way I see it is like I take feedback. I think about it. I process it. And then I come to a decision, right? Yeah. And like that's that's kind of how I see my friends' advice and my feedback when it comes to a relationship. Yeah. Do you think yeah, that, that... It's, like like if you had to choose family media friends what do you think has has had the biggest overarching impact on your relationship kind of view Mm. like like helped curate like i would say for me it's family like watching the love that my mother and father had and the romantic things he does like escaped who i am in a romantic relationship I think obviously like the media influences me, friends influence me, stuff like that. But I would say like my, at my core, that's where it's always been. Like what, what, where would you say your core is from? Mm. Not family uh, because mainly they're just old. So like I feel like their opinions <laughs> don't, don't really, don't really pour it over to today. Yeah. Um, things have just changed so much. The game has just changed so much. And sometimes I'll talk to them about um, what I was going through in the game, and they'd be like, "Man, Kobe, you're mean." I'm like, uh, "I think you kind of got to be ruthless out here, man." Like, I'm t- I'm telling you, dudes, be getting the runaround put on them, man. But um, yeah, uh, maybe it's like the 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 media or friends. Like, I think like you can take some tidbits of advice from your friends. Like, you're really good for like the friends who are really like uh, the friends a lot of who knowledge. are going to be like your best yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like Justin got a good amount of knowledge about stuff. Like Justin, like Justin, hey, shout out to him if he ever listens to this. But um, <laughs> that guy is fire for giving advice. He should start selling that as a business, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's fire. But um, that's probably like one of the few people because I feel like when it comes to other friends, they're swayed by a lot of the media, or whatever. Like, uh, like. And media, I think some parts, I think we have to segment media. I think some parts of media are good and bad. Like, you talk about the Andrew Tate stuff. Andrew Tate be saying some wild stuff, but sometimes he says something good. (laughs) I I think that's kind of one of those takeaways. Like, I always say, you know, it's very easy to generalize a person. Like, some of the greatest, like, in terms of, like, like, skillful leaders have also been terrible people. Right. Like yeah. you can you can ha- you can be great at something and use it for bad, you know. Exactly. Um, OK, last last question. Hitler won. Hitler was time man of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so it's like it's kind of like to say something like that of like, you know, terrible, terrible person did terrible, terrible things. 
But if you look at any leadership textbook ever, exemplified it. Yeah. Exemplified yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so this, this is the question I ask all my male friends to kind of see where they stand. Um, because I often go back on back and forth in this myself. How do you feel about paying for dates? Is it different at the start of a relationship? Does it shift afterwards? I'm going to start by saying my piece. And okay. then kind of like see where you're at. I, I believe if I wanted to take care of someone, I would have a kid. That, yeah. is, that is that what yeah. I say is what yeah. I believe. Like, I don't, I don't want to be with someone simply to like just provide for them. I think that because I've always been very hardworking, and I've always kind of done more than anyone I've been with. I have been in a situation where I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to pay more. And in that case, I do, but I, I have never liked the idea that I have to. Exactly. That, I don't like that either. Or yeah. that um, I'm supposed to simply because I'm a man. Yeah. I think, I think that, and, and I'll tell you like how it's kind of shifted over the years. I remember when I was dating, you know, kind of our, our mutual friend, we, we would, we would split like any bills, but whenever we went out to like a nice dinner, I would pay for it. Right. Yeah. Um, and now I kind of see, I, I think it really is situational. So I'm, I'm dating a girl um, and she's actually she's still at Elon. She graduates in May. And like, just because I'm working full time and she's not, I feel like I can pay for something because I can't. Right. So I, I would do it in that sense, but I would, I always find it interesting. Like you ever go out to dinner with two adults and you like see which one of them pays. Like, <laughs> I'm like, which, which one of y'all is paying for this? Um, it's, it's very interesting. So yeah. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts of like, you know, what's your current philosophy? Has that changed as you've aged? And like, do you think it will continue to? Yeah. So game one-on-one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for real. Uh, yeah, I sort of uh, subscribe to the, the same thing. Like, one thing I say for dudes right now, like, call me cheap if you want. But if you're just starting to talk to a girl, I say you should be going to the cheapest places possible. Um, but, like, not cheap in experience, but cheap in price. I so agree. You, can, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like I'm a... ice cream place is can be a great experience. You know, sunset, the type thing. Um, yeah. It's, but it's cheap in price. Um, you know, I even, I even yeah, have a friend, he does uh walking dates. Yeah. He, he's like, when I'm just starting to know a girl, like, why can't we just go on a walk? Like, why does it have to be like, we go somewhere like, I, I, I wanted to, like, why don't we walk for two miles? He, he, he always says like, A, there's no cost to it, but B, it's, if it's bad, I can walk away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's not too much invested. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think that's beneficial for both people. Um, because I don't know what you're, what more you're gonna learn about a person if they're spending money. If you're just out there spending money on somebody for an expensive dinner or whatever, I, I don't know what else you're gonna learn about a person. That's not really what the relationship is about. Um, yeah, and, and the, honestly, the more I've learned about relationships, is the more honest you are up front. The more it might break off early, but the longer term is sustainable uh, for longer. Yeah, I know. You ever like? I've never read "Think Like a Man," you know Steve Harvey's book, but like exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've I've like you know watched kind of clips of things he said. I think that he does have some you know gold nuggets in there. One of the things he said that I've really taken to heart in this most recent relationship is like the things that like you worry about in the beginning, like address those now. 
Because if you don't address them now, the things that you like, like you're not stupid. You like trick yourself into thinking it won't be a problem. Yeah. You hope it won't be. But yeah. like you're a hundred percent right. You have to be honest. I think honestly, honestly, honesty is the the key to like every yeah. kind of friendship, professional, um, romantic. You've got to be honest yeah. with what you want, where you want to go, right? Like, let's say I didn't want to have kids and this this girl wanted to have kids. Like, we're never going to get married, yeah. right? Because yeah. we want different things. Or let's say, you know, I want to I want to move to Europe in two years and she doesn't. Like, again, like, I think that there are things that you have to know. This is a deal breaker for me. And, like, as shitty as it is, like, I'd love to be in this relationship with you. But, like, this isn't going to change for me. It's not going to change for you. Let's like be friends or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I think there are things where like, so for example, I've always wanted to have kids, but recently just like becoming an adult, I've been much more like, I've thought a lot more about the cost of children, both time and money. Yeah. And so it makes me more like, I do want kids, but I don't, I don't really want know when or how many. Yeah. So it's like something like that where you don't definitively know like, yeah. I think it's okay to kind of be like, hey, like, I think this is where I'm at, but, like, I don't know for sure. Like, but yeah. again, that's still honesty. That's still just being like, this is where I'm at presently. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the best thing. It's the same thing in business, man. It's like, cut early, cut fast. If someone doesn't yeah. align with uh, how you're running your business, why waste that money on them as an employee or whatever, you know? Like, both of you should part your ways, and, and they should go find something where they should really be at, where, where a place where they should really be at. Um yeah honesty man big part so we're gonna wrap up here but i wanted to give you kind of you know a couple minutes if if you wanted to to kind of just be like you know you're 20 something years old you've been out of college for two years like is there any like is there any nugget that you have that you're like i i think this will resonate with other people okay um be honest with yourself sort of uh the, the theme that we're going with the last 10 minutes um make strategic moves even if everybody else is talking crazy or whatever so i i had to uh it, i just had to make some decisions last year uh, and not a lot of people agreed with me a lot of people were like Cope, what are you talking about and it turned out to be the best decision over the last two years that i've made um and it was the hardest one probably it's one of the hardest ones but it was one of the most obvious ones it just didn't feel right so you don't let other people intrude on your decisions when everything else when all signs of rationality um and honesty are pointing to you are right just make the decision take take the shot whatever you need to do go for it um and uh take risks and, and just live life enjoy it man you know at the end of the day uh you get one of these to our current knowledge and yeah do that that's that's what i've learned a lot over these past two years i think that's gold man i think that's that's honestly gold i can i can safely say this has probably been the most fun podcast i've recorded because it's really been a conversation which is you know that is the direction i want to start taking this in and i'm really yeah. grateful uh to have you kind of be the the one to lead us off here i appreciate it my guy it's always a pleasure with you it's always real all right well thanks thank you everyone for listening thank you kobe for coming on um happy sunday and we'll catch you guys on the next episode happy sunday catch y'all later peace